calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. There it is. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Fuck, how did you like that? Like, that was uh, a good game, but I went right down to it. Yeah. No, it's entertaining. I, d- I didn't put any money on it right now. Yeah, I didn't either. I bet, but I did want the Bengals to win. I used to love Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson back in the day. Oh, yeah. And they went on a little tear, and uh, Carson Palmer, I think, blew his knee out, and then that was like kind of the end of their season. Right, right. And how about uh, Buddy getting sacked with like what thirty seconds left in the game? Oh, that sucks. Fourth and and first, like, oh my god, dude, just gotta like, I think it was like half a yard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was fourth and one, right? But yeah, the game's fast, man. We we can easily sit here and be like, well, of course, oh man. Uh, I'm the I'm the ultimate armchair quarterback, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but no, like, like but everybody. What's that? I said like everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, man, for for taking some time to jump on again. You're a repeat offender of the, yeah. of the podcast now. I always retweet all your um, your podcast memories. So. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Because I always support you. So, so BC Lions kicker Sean White. Uh, Back with the Lions, that's got to have a good ring to it. From obviously being here, born in in White Rock, talk about what that what that means to you coming back to the team and being here now. It honestly means everything, man. You know, um, I was born and raised here. I grew up going to BC Place, watching that you know the Fluties play and Louis Pasaglia play. You know, I was at those games, and uh, you know, the orange and black is just. That's just me, right? And uh, even when I left, I left just to get a kicking opportunity and actually play. But and because you know here I couldn't play. It was Paul well, McCallum. Yeah, was Paul McCallum's there, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Wally made it clear. He's like, you could kick ninety-yard field goals and have a hundred-yard punt average, and you still won't play over Paul. And I'm, <laughs> I get it, but I just I knew I was still developing, man. I barely had played football, and so. I wanted to learn. I learned from the best uh, with Wally and Paul McCallum, Don Sweet. So I was in a yep. good spot. But uh, no, it, uh, so, but even just that, they developed me. They put in the time. And, you know, even when I left, you know, I always felt, you know, I, there's uh, the line was still in me, man. I, I always wanted to come back and finish my, my career here, home with my family and my friends. And uh, 
you know, my family sacrificed a lot for me to play pro ball. So, uh, you know, it's good to give it back to them. So, you know, they can enjoy what I do as well. Yeah. And, and when you, when you think back to when you're a little kid, like what's that first football memory for you? My first football memory, man. Uh, if my first memory of like, just actually like watching football would be, uh, I think it was the 94 great cup. When, what was the year of Biseglia hit it? I just remember being on 16th Avenue here in White Rock after he hit the field goal and we ran out in the field. And I just remember a sharp pain over my head and my buddy was so excited. We were jumping up and down with hitting pots and pans with wooden spoon. Came down and smashed a wooden spoon over my head. and The thing broke half and went across the street. Yeah, I was done celebrating right there. That wasn't fun. But uh, that's my <laughs> Every time I think of up bc lines remember louis hitting the kick and then uh, a wooden spoon getting smashed over my head <laughs> nice <laughs> that's a great memory and how and how weird like as a, as a pro athlete like how weird have the last couple of years been you know uh pumping in fake crowd noise into games at the start of the pandemic there you know playing to virtually like no fans in the stands like talk a bit about that and i was yeah it was definitely different and it was and it's harder because right off the right off the bat, we uh, we had to quarantine. So we were in a hotel, and it wasn't the nicest hotel um, in Edmonton, but uh, literally it was prison. Um, we were not allowed out of our. It was okay. You get fifteen minutes in the yard a day. Yeah. <laughs> so same wow. thing. Fifteen minutes to walk around the hotel, uh, and then back up in your room, and you're not really allowed to talk to anybody or like. Or like you got to go around and go back up in your room. If you get caught, you're, you get fined. So uh, everyone did pretty good there, but it was three meals a day. But you'd open up your door and there'd be a meal on the ground waiting for you. So, uh, but uh, I feel bad for the other guys. Like I'm from White Rock, so I could like BC and I could drive to Edmonton. So I brought my, I brought my, another TV, my video games. I brought out half my workout so i could at least stay busy but yeah, some yeah. guys had to fly there and they literally nothing so they're just rattling off push-ups and air squats as much as they can like i feel bad for those guys but man after a while like it wasn't so bad for me but at the end i was like okay this is it's getting ridiculous and but uh we did it we all sacrificed man that's what this game is all about and i think like for me i've sacrificed a lot in my life to play football and that was an easy sacrifice to be honest and yes sucked but it's going to be a fun story to say at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. and then literally there's no days off because you have to go in and get tested. Like there's like a 48 hour rule. Like you got to get tested 48 hours before a game and 48 hours after the game. So usually cool. they want you right after the game, the day after. So there's no really any time away from the stadium. So guys were kind of just like, oh, getting tired of just going in the same place every single day. And then when you start losing and you're not really winning, then it gets really tough. So uh, it was just a rough go, man. It was a, it was, but when you play a game, it's rejuvenating. You remember why you love the game. Oops. Yeah, battery outage here. Yeah, uh, but uh, and honestly, that saved my life because I, you know, I, just, I thought I had a good year. I didn't have many opportunities, and when I did, I felt like I had a few long ones in there right off, right off the bat early. But at the end, I had it was not many attempts for me, so it was actually kind of a boring end to my year and didn't make playoffs. So back home to uh rejuvenate and start over mm -hmm. that's my <laughs> we, we we talked about uh the last time you were on we talked about you winning the gray cup in, in 2015 with the with the with edmonton mm -hmm. like is the 
I, I don't want to say that the drive's not there anymore, but is the drive still there? Is like the desire to win another cup, is it still in you? Oh, hell yeah. And that's, again, why I knew what I was getting myself into last year. But you look at the team that we had on paper, uh, you know, I thought we were going to dominate. But, you know, that's just the way football is and or sports is, you know. It's just mm-hmm. not fair. Just things didn't go our way and it's the way she goes. So, um, but then now this new contract with BC, like, I'm so – I haven't been this excited since my first contract. That's how I <laughs> – nice. like, I'm so excited because now I can stay home. I don't have to move around. Uh, you know, I live with my girlfriend now and my parents are just down the street. My nieces and nephews are old enough to appreciate going to games now. And they are so, everyone's so excited, uh, to be able to share what I do finally with my family is feels awesome. Cause I've been gone for 12 years. So they would come to what one game a year in Montreal, one game a year in Edmonton. Right. And, and then they see me once a year when I come home to travel and I get to see them for what, five minutes after a game and I got to hop on the bus and I'm out. So it's finally good to stay home and like be able to share this. And what plus I go on too. like, I have another job. I work for dynamic rescue and I'm trying to, I'm going to apply for white rock fire out here too. So, you know, I got more things going on for me here than anywhere else. And I'm 36 years old. So I'm going to play football until no one wants me. I just, I'm too competitive. I'm, I, I don't like to lose at, at anything. And I, I still play a lot of other sports and uh, I'm just lucky football pays me to play, but I'd play if people ask me to play. <laughs> right. right. And, and how cool is that? You know, you have like, you know, you like you say your friends and your family and you're going to be able to hang out with them after and go for a bite and have a beer. Yeah. And just a regular, regular shit. Yeah. And, and, and am I, am I right? Did I see the, 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 your first game with the lions is against the Elks? Oh yeah. And we have a preseason game too against them. So no, uh, yes, I have that game circled and I got some friends from Edmonton that are like, Oh, we're definitely going, man. We're making that trip. We got to see that. So it's going to be fun playing against, you know, like they're most, those guys are my best friends, man. So it's going to be fun against them. I expect them to talk a lot of crap and especially when I'm trying to kick the ball and I expect it. And that's, that's the whole fun of it. So, right. But, gonna miss those guys that was a good really awesome locker room in edmonton it was so much fun but uh for me it makes sense for me and my family to to make this move and i'm so lucky and i'm so friggin' pumped and i i've won one in edmonton but to win one for your home like come on that's 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 a dream come true for me if that actually happened love it you know the the uh, hair on my arms just stood up when you were saying that by the way uh, so i got a few fan questions uh here for you so um, uh rob wants to know he goes is there a team or a coach that you want to play for or that you would have liked to have played for? And he's got a follow-up question as well. Honestly, when I left, like Wally Bono was the guy that helped me the most. He's the one that found me and grew me. And he always knew when to put me in the fire and take me out. And like, he, he did what pissed me off. Like if I wouldn't start me and I, I look back at everything he's ever done to me and I realized it was all for the good. And when I left, and they won a gray cup the next year i was like oh, damn it I, but i just i wanted to win for wally like he's almost like my football dad and uh yeah you want to win for wally and uh i just always wanted that opportunity and i always wanted to be the have the opportunity to be the starter for my home team and 
I just uh, I just wish I was there for the 2011 season. I was the starter playing playing for the BC Lions with Wally Buono there. So that was that would be my that would be the one I want. That would be for. the team, yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his second question, he goes, "What's the furthest furthest that you've kicked? Kicked? What's the furthest you've made?" In uh, in warm up one time, I think it was Travis Lule I was with, and we we're in Calgary, so it was high altitude. And the wind, it was a hurricane. So I was just kicking, just whatever, just just normal. I did, wasn't really swinging. I hit like probably like a 65-yarder. Nice. And then Travis goes, move it back. Just keep moving it back. So I hit a 70. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I couldn't even believe it. Like, I, I'm not a big ball hitter, man. Like, <laughs> I'm an accuracy guy. So then I moved it back to the 75, and I hit it. And I just said, screw it. I'm off the field. I'm done. The warm-up's done. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I think it was <laughs> – or it was Mike Riley, one of the two. I can't remember who it was that told that saw it. It was one of okay. those guys. But, Mike uh, was a Mike was a guest uh, last season. He's a really nice guy. Hey, who's that? Sorry, Mike. Mike Riley was a guest oh. last uh, last yeah. season on the podcast. Yeah. And for me, like I love Mikey, man. And I was there when, he, like, I was a rookie in BC. I think it was my second year there. Mike comes in, this tall, lanky guy, just a goofball, man. And uh, I love the. <laughs> And uh, I go away to Montreal. He goes to Edmonton and it's been years. And then I come back in 2015 and see him at Edmonton. I'm like, Mikey, what's up? He's like, hello, I'm Mike. How's it going? I'm like, wow, you've changed. Now he's the face of this team. So he's right. almost serious now, but it was a big game to him. And, you know, he jokes around, but he kept that serious act up with me for so long. It was just driving me nuts. Cause I know nice. the goof there was there Yeah. Uh, after that year. And he got some kids. Uh, he had some kids. He loosened up a lot too. So it's good to see the old Mike and we talked the whole time. I'm, I'm training to be a firefighter. And so is he. Uh, so we talked that whole off season over COVID just about, just about things. And Pat Riley actually messages me before every single game to wish me luck. He's, oh, no a, he's a beauty. He's an absolute beauty, but he doesn't wish me luck when I play the BC lions. <laughs> right. Right. Of course not. Um, Rick goes, uh, yeah, ask him if he's ever been starstruck by any players. Uh, in the CFL, I'd say when Ocho Cinco, I played with Montreal. I, okay. Like I said, I was a huge Chad Johnson fan. Plus, I went to Santa Monica Junior College, and uh, Mike, or sorry, Chad Johnson went there. And uh, one day, I was punting out there, and this guy comes out, and he just threw me a ball from a distance, so I couldn't really see who it was. And my roommate came out, and he was, or I was punting to this guy. My roommate came out, and he goes, "Do you know who you're kicking to?" I'm like, "Who?" He goes, "That's Chad Johnson." I'm like, "No way." So then after I saw he warmed my hands up. So I was pump punting to him and I was like, holy crap, this is Chad Johnson. This is crazy. And then he came over and shook my hand. He was a super nice guy. And after that, I was the biggest fan. And that's why I like the Bengals. So that's why I wanted the Bengals to win today. So yeah. That's so I said that would be Chad Johnson would be my the guy that's kind of starstruck me. But I yeah. don't really get but for some reason he, you know, you just feel it off that guy. He's a different cat, that one. He's a yeah, good totally. dude. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad goes, what's, uh, what's the best player prank that he's been involved in? He's <laughs> <laughs> got, got to be something there. Uh, yeah, this one guy, he, so I was a rookie for five years with BC. And, uh, so that was a lot of hazing towards me. So after that, I almost got promoted right away, right away to the phantom. So, uh, now what happens is the old line keeps track of rookies that aren't doing the right thing and they make it make a list and they give it to me 
and it's my job to prank them. So I think the best one, and they'll rank them like, get this guy good, this guy not so good. <laughs> so this guy has to be good. So I put all of his clothes. So and also as a kicker, I'm not doing anything at practice. So I I go in during practice. This was in BC too. So I started filling up this guy a plastic bag full of this guy's clothes, filled it with water, tied it up tight, and put it in the freezer. And now we no one says anything plus i didn't tell anybody but the old line and uh and that's when it was like who was it kelly bates was there and uh freaking reed and all those guys so they didn't say anything so anyways this guy couldn't find his clothes he lost his mind like he was trying to fight everybody oh but no never expect me because i'm the smallest guy there and uh he left it he couldn't find it for a week and then one day he went to go get ice to ice something found his clothes and it was just a big block of, and it was funny so he had to just thought he threw it outside and just let it thaw and it was nice. so fun it was nice. a good one that's a good one <laughs> i can't remember it was i was talking to was it a vancouver canuck i was talking to or i can't remember which hockey player it was but uh they were talking about a, a prank that they was like bertuzzi had pulled on like one of the one uh, you know back in that that era it was like morrison and naslin and bertuzzi and all that brad may and shit and uh and bert had filled the whole car with buttered popcorn <laughs> the guy's like really fucking buttered popcorn you could like at least done non-buttered popcorn how the and hell did he that that's amazing he must have know, had to, like, right yeah same sort of thing, right? The the boys kept them, you know, kept the guy there, and then Bert went and filled the whole car. Anyway, uh, Sean, Phantom gets you, so you can't squeal. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get outside of uh, football like we do here. Okay, I think we I think we talked about this last time you were a guest. Uh, no doubt, the answer will have changed this time. Uh -oh. What do you What are you binge watching now? What are the shows you're binge watching lately? It's been out of control. Like Ozark just came out, but I crushed yeah. that. Cobra Kai, that was done really quick. Um, man, there's so many because all I use is a fire stick now. So I'm just going through Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. And, that was great. Um, and now I'm crushing MacGruber. MacGruber's hilarious to me, but <laughs> watching because it's coming out once a week. I would binge watch it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too many i could go on for a while i know right like everybody the last couple of years just been like i i think i just watched everything on netflix pretty much but that's it i've and watched now it all yeah. Is yeah uh what was the music like in the white house as a kid <laughs> growing up like what are your parents playing oh my mom <laughs> my uh they would be like a like a soft rock or sorry like a classic rock yeah I, uh it's a good mix though they, they like everything uh, even my like, like even this halftime show, my, my dad loves Eminem. <laughs> yeah, great halftime show. Oh, dude, that was I said that was my favorite halftime show I've ever seen. That that's my <laughs> but like the Dr. Dre the Chronic CD that was my yeah. favorite. I mean, it's yeah, dude. I mean uh, that that's a, an incredible lineup, and isn't that crazy that there hadn't been a hip hop rap uh, halftime ever? Like, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I had no clue. I had no clue either, man. I would have thought that for sure that there would have been like something. Like at least a part of the show, like just like a quick rap something. Part. Yeah. yeah I didn't think, didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were even talking about. No. Oh, the, the music in your house. What was your dad? What was your dad? Oh, into? Like, 
Brock, like Van Morrison, Clearance Clearwater. Yeah. Um, my, my mom would go from Mariah Carey, Shania Twain. Um, my my sister would be playing Madonna. Uh, my brother would be playing Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin and things like that. So yeah. I had a good thing. And then I liked just like what I said, <laughs> Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. But I also like the alternative stuff. So I have a good mix. I uh, I like all music as long as it sounds good and it's not too aggressive. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying that uh, I think last time, uh, if I'm right, was it Incubus was your first concert? Oh, wow. Yeah. Morning View. I think. It, yeah. And it, you, you haven't been on since 2017. So, you know, how about that? Speaking of chronic. <laughs> um, do, you, do you go to many shows? What was your last show you went to? Metallica. The one they were at. Edmonton and we got these tickets from a security guard so it was like five of us from Edmonton we went into the stands and the security guard goes why are you here I'm like these are the tickets you got us and he goes no no come with me and so in front of the stage there was almost like a, a like a loop like a circle and in the middle of the circle there's a bunch of fans in that middle circle there and it's called the snake pit yeah so he just right under the stage into the snake pit and these literally hit on us and it was just Dude unbelievable it was crazy oh so cool, man that was the coolest experience so yeah i got lucky with that one man that was wow so, cool. so so which which member was close to where you were they're all moving around man Just they were nice yeah they, wow they'd walk right past us like the right yeah. over the shoulder really touch his foot right here crazy it like, man <laughs> it was sweet wow so, wow that's that's their last final tour too right so it was super cool yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, well, let's ask an impossible question. Everybody that I ask is always like, "Really?" The fuck, oh, man. No. So, give me three albums you need if you're stuck on a deserted island. Green Day, Dookie. Um, that was fast. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Scar Scar Tissue. Dang, that's a tough one now. Yeah. See, now I need rap or something. It's either going to be Eminem or a Jay-Z CD. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, I got to go Blueprint probably then, right? Blueprint. <laughs> I was just going to say Blueprint. I mean, if you're going to go between <laughs> those two. You're not letting me think about it. If I could think about it, probably totally. But that's top of my head. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if I ask you tomorrow, it might might change tomorrow. Oh, totally. See, seeing you post, <laughs> seeing you post about the Canucks, man. You're at the at the Canucks game, and yep. What, no, that what, was. What do you what do you think of the team this year? And uh, you know the switch over to Boudreaux and and all. Oh, that. Boudreaux's yeah, what a beauty! You can just see how players uh, react with him and just talk to him. Like even that like uh, that video he got for what was his thousands game or oh, something like that. Yeah. So they, all those guys made a video and just. Just the respect he has. You can just see he's just a player's coach and they want to win for a guy like that. And you can see the difference in the Canucks since he's been there. And uh, what a beauty. And I, I'm so happy he's here. I think he fits in with with Vancouver, to be honest. So, yeah. But I like the team. I think they have a lot of potential. They just uh, just got to get a little bit of a rhythm. I don't know what they're missing, to be honest. I've got the goaltending now. Well, got the goaltending. It took a little while for Petey to kind of get into it. You know, I think yeah. he only had like a couple goals in the first 11, 12 games or whatever, but. Exactly. But, you know, coaches make a big difference, man, with, with players. They, they, may, it, <laughs> they can really affect your every day in the office, you know? So. Yeah. 
that's that's incredible see that's something as a fan i don't know that you know I, i think that fans go okay yeah cool it's a new coach and yeah they're playing better now because but I don't know that they really recognize that the coach plays that much of a role oh, in like big time in that big time, big time. Yeah. And coaches that demand respect. There's coaches that, you know, try to micromanage you. And it's just, if it just doesn't fit that culture of the locker room, maybe these guys are used to. And that's the other thing is those guys have been together and now you got this guy kind of trying to maybe change things. And it's just like, ah, oh, come on, man, that's not how we roll. Totally like, right. Like changing up a line. You're like, no, 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 that's not the guys I play with. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It can, it can affect you, man. Big time. I've been a part of a few teams like that, but, yeah. uh, and when you have a coach you can play for, uh, I'd say like 2015, Chris Jones, man, he treats you like a man. Go, go out and have fun boys, be respectful, but you got to go out together, have fun. Then there's some coaches that are just like, no going out tonight. We're going to room check and like, holy crap. Wow. Uh, so it's tough, but you never know. So it, I don't know what's going on with that, with what they yeah. did. When, but I think there's there must be a, a reason behind it. Re- oh, relation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How much have you been watching the, the Beijing Olympics? As much as I can, man. I got, yeah, same. I, 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 I even told my girlfriend here, nothing's on the TV but Olympics from now on. Because I, I want to see the figure skating, or not figure skating, I do want to see the finals of figure skating, but not the whole thing. But uh, I want like the, the, what do you call it? The speed skating short track. That's, oh, like yeah. my, that's my favorite thing to watch. That's, I think it's so exciting. It's just all so much drama with it. And uh, my buddy, I played with Sam Giger. He's on the bobsled team. So he competes on the 18th and 19th. I'm not missing that, but. Oh, nice. But uh, just to get into the hockey, man. This really is. And that's sad because that's my favorite part. I just wish the pros were there. That's all. I know, right? Like, why are they not playing? They've played in the past, haven't they? Yeah, they did. I, I don't, I'm not sure what the... I didn't follow the whole thing. I know there was... I don't know if it was because of COVID or just the NHL oh. didn't do it. But uh, it just sucks. I, I love that. Uh, what was that? 2010 Olympics was so much fun to watch. I know, right? That was awesome. Yeah. That's the one I always remember anyway. Well, dude, it was mental. <laughs> Here in Vancouver was, like, absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the last bit, but I remember having a lot of fun leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. <laughs> All right, John, I, I want to respect your time here, buddy, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with a couple more questions here. Um, what's, the, what's the most you've won and what's the most you've lost gambling? Wow. I'm not a big gambler, to be honest. I do like to gamble. Like, I'll go to, I've been to Vegas a lot, but I'm more of like I'll bet a couple hundred. If I lose it, I'm out. But uh, yeah, I did one trip. I probably lost maybe a thousand, but the most I've ever won was forty five hundred. Oh, nice! That'd be about it. I think. What, what were you playing for that? Um, for the forty five hundred, I was just playing poker in Vegas. It was oh, actually nice. on a training trip. Wow! Or the whole trip. That was the whole the, all my money I won on that uh, one trip. So it was a three day trip. I went to Vegas. I just tore my quads. The coach said no punting, and I'm like, okay. So we'll get to camp and they're like, you're not kicking. There's no field goals and there's no kickoffs during camp. And I'm like, so what am I doing? Yeah, really? And so party there, he goes, well, I guess enjoy your free three-day vacation. So I'm like, all right. So I just shagged balls for for Hugh that was punting and just kind of helped out where I could and then straight to the casino right after. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Like if I can't kick, like what the hell am I doing then? Exactly. So, uh, so I won like a bunch on the craps tables. I probably won like a thousand dollars in the three days in the craps table and about 3,500 playing poker. Wow. 
Yeah, I was doing really, I was the best I couldn't lose playing anything. I was just winning. Crazy, man. And you, you don't get those many, many times, man. Like when you get those times, roll with them. That's American money too. Oof. Yeah. No, it's like, I just got to get out. I, most of the time, I once I win, you got to get out. So you, you, do. You, you do, yeah. You, you, you almost have to be like, well, I got, I got like 200 bucks that I'm cool with losing. Yeah. But if I also get to 1,000, I got to get out of here, man, or I'm going to lose that money again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, you so. need to do that. All right. Fi- final question. How are the flying lessons coming along? Gone <laughs> <laughs> now. I do want to go back, though. It's been about four years, five years, something like that. Yeah. Well, we were talking but, about that and how you were loving it last time, man. Man, it was so much. I still, I still love it, and I'm a huge nerd. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a PC with a simulator on it or something, but uh, I do plan to go back once I have enough money to go do it. But uh, I, I was right at where I had to do the flying, le- or the flying test and the written test, and I actually got in a car accident, so I couldn't get to the airport. Oh. And it was getting it planned to, uh, to be done the week before I left the camp to in Edmonton. So I never got to do the written test in my final and I went straight to Edmonton. And I never went back to end up living in Edmonton that year. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> it's coming around though. That sounds like something in your, in your future then for sure. Hey? No, it'll definitely be a hobby of mine. I love, I love flying. It's so much fun. Uh, it's yeah. like a real life video game to me. So, uh, yeah. I'll get, my my uh, my brother-in-law used to have a I think he it was like a part owner of uh, one of the airstrips in uh, just outside of Niagara on the lake there out, out in Ontario. Okay. And and flies all the time. He used to fly all the time and shit and like we what a life, man. What a life. Did you ever go up? Not with him, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I trust him that much. What is it? What's that? Have you ever been up in a little Cessna plane? Yes, man. And uh, those air pockets, like, you know, you're flying. It's not like a commercial flight, right? It's not like a commercial flight. No, it's literally a go-kart in the air. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, though. They're a lot of fun. But they're so safe. The yeah. wing for you to go down in those things. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's good to see you, buddy. You uh, you're easy to find on social media. Just simply your name with a six at the end. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess that's it. I, I will. We'll see you online. We'll see you on the field. Yep. And and good luck with the upcoming season. Thank you. The Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.